And now I won't need to move my mic around as much. I mean, uh, okay. So if I okay. stand back well, here and start yelling really loudly, mm-hmm. I'm still quite audible. Good. I will also shout a little bit, just for the sake of funsies. Ah, Everybody scream now. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. Wow, we've certainly done it. We've certainly all just sat there and yelled. That, that's what a podcast is. It's, it's just three dudes sitting around yelling. Three grown dudes yelling into the void. What better fun could there be? Hello, strangers on the internet, dreaming big and running in circles. Welcome to Nitwick, the podcast about friends, video games, cabins, and dark secrets that must never be revealed. This week, we emerge from our dark corners to talk to you about everything that's been going on in our lives. I'm Drew. I'm Adam. I'm Zach, also known as Man in a Fight with His Own Hair. Are you in a fight with your own hair? Do, do you have the long hair going on? Do you have the quarantine long hair right now? I do. I do currently have long hair. Excellent, excellent. How long we talking? Are we are um, we like rocker Zach or punk rock Zach? Can you comb your hair into a hair suit so you can be like Bayonetta? Uh, not quite that long. Oh, all right, come on, Zach. Can you can you wrap it up into a bun yet? Ooh, the hipster yeah, bun. Yeah, but it wouldn't look very good. I mean, it's about practicality at this point. Yeah, I, I can tie it. I can tie it into a tiny little ponytail. Hmm. I like it. Do you think you're gonna rock this look? Is this gonna be the new Zach look? Um, we'll see. Why aren't you getting a haircut? Why don't you cut your own hair? Let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, our hair is longer. Our teeth are thicker, and we're here to talk about life and video games, and maybe even the pursuit of happiness if we so choose. Mm. It has been a while, so because I, th- I think we were like, we don't really know what to talk about. Let's just give like a general update on like stuff we've been playing because that's always fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure, lots of lovely topics will pop in as we go. But um, uh-huh. who's been playing video games for the past month or so, and who's got one they want to talk about? Hmm? Boy, I've been playing video games. Ooh. I've been playing, I've been playing very certain video games. Yeah, well, you you have a trend. You have a trend in your I list do. that I I think we should just <laughs> knock out out of the way since it's like the most evocative. <laughs> Let's get that. Let's get that going. You were teasing yeah. us with it. I was. I was. Um. So I've been playing two games pretty frequently over the last month or so. Um. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are Genshin Impact and Arknights. Mm. Uh, both of which, which are uh, gotcha games. Um. Also known as like these sort of free to play games where you. They, they basically like offer like a uh, paid uh, benefits and bonuses and they have like a premium currency where you can get new characters and new items. Mm-hmm. But technically you can still grind up and, and get them without paying. Not and your so, usual fare. It's not. Um, I think I, I, I like flirted with a few of these kinds of games before. I think a friend of mine tried to get me into Girls Frontline. <laughs> Which um, one is that? That one is um Is that the dress up one? A bunch of like... Android girls that run around with like very historically accurate guns. It's huh. like hey, are you a big gun nut? Well you should play yeah. Girls Frontline because you could get your own Smith and Weston five hundred girl. Listen, the only reason I even touched the game 
like to be fair like to be frank what 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 got me to play the game was that they did a crossover with uh with valhalla oh that was the oh was that the uh, bartending game yeah yeah the bartending game and i loved that game so i uh I was like, okay, sure, yeah, I'll try Girls Frontline. I like, I really, I like these characters. I'll go see more of them elsewhere. Hmm. Um, but I never, I like, just did not get into the game. I didn't, I, I, I couldn't. I don't know. I didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. But, but Genshin um, whereas, Impact is uh, is doing more for you. I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, no, I'll start probably with Arknights. So Arknights is a tower defense game, mm-hmm. um, in which they sort of give you like a board of of various sizes, and you're supposed to set up units so that you know the enemy doesn't cross through um and get into your end zone and there's all sorts of configurations and all kind of units and things like that yeah um, but one thing i actually really like about arc knights that's actually been really helpful is that basically all of the content in the game can be done without the premium currency unit because you just um, use the the free units they give you like there's yeah, usually a set so, of like here's a bunch of characters that they'll give you to cover like the most basic basic stuff and it sounds like exactly. those are pretty good um, and it's more than just like the basic basic stuff like you can get through the entire like storyline campaign with like the three star units when they go up to six star hmm. um, I, I remember I got a uh, but the other thing too is that they you get a free six star unit right to start with which is nice um, and five star units aren't particularly hard to come by it's a little bit like it can be difficult to find them but but they give you enough like rewards so that that you do get some um and so, like, I have a team that's, like, half my team is five and six star units. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of my team is, like, three and four star units. And that's pretty solid. Like, it's it's pretty pretty solid and pretty um, easy. Well, not easy going necessarily. But, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm finding it a lot easier to, you know, it's a lot easier to play the game. It's a lot easier to kind of run through things. And I'm kind of hitting a, a good rhythm with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of slow. Like, I'm currently, like, stuck on a boss um and just sort of like trying to build up my strength in order to fight the boss yeah so how does like uh, the game like actually because you said it's like a tower defense so yeah are you, like... it is it is a tower defense so you have like a roster of characters mm-hmm. um and they all cost a certain amount of deployment points and it's a big tile-based grid enemies will just sort of move along the grid and uh you put down units some of them are ranged units some of them are melee units and they just sort of take them out how does a melee unit work in a tower defense game? You just like put them so, near the thing. Yeah. And so, like so it around. you know how in a tower defense game, like there'll be like lanes that are specified out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, some certain tower defense games will like specify, specify a lane and you can't build things in the lane. Um, this game takes a different tact and says there, there is raised platforms and there is ground platforms, ground platforms, is where enemy units will spawn and sort of move from their side to the to your side, and uh, that's also where you can place your melee units, who block a certain number of units and will damage anything that's in its attack radius. Hmm. Nice. Um, so, so that's that's how melee units work. Is gotcha. it? Uh, what are you playing this on? I'm I'm guessing it's mobile, maybe like a. I am PC playing board? it on my Samsung phone. Oh. Ah, lovely. And so, you can. You can mm-hmm. do certain things to play it in like a web browser if you wanted to, um, but I just play it on my phone because it's it's designed to be played. Is on it kind of one of those games clearly. you like you like sit down and do like a maybe like a five minute little mission or something? You do like these really small bursts of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, usually I sit down with it for like an hour every day. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not a fully dedicated hour. There's a lot like there there you get the ability to to auto run a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you've done it at like a three-star level, 
you can just press the auto deploy button and it will just you'll just it'll just repeat like your previous three star because they already know you beat it and you you can just press the button and go do something else for a while you see drew this is the future of games games that will play themselves (laughs) it's my dream that's kind of how arknights goes and so like i will be playing it quote unquote for like an hour but the actual uptime me of being playing is maybe like 20 minutes because you're doing like dailies yeah like like little yeah, daily yeah, missions. Yeah, exactly. You go on. You, yeah, exactly. You go on every day. Um, you you round out your uh, your daily currency, which in this game is called sanity. Oh my god. Um, don't ask me why. I don't understand this game sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you like use up your sanity for the day. Um, I usually do like three missions every day, and then on the weekends I might like push and do a little bit more. Hmm. Oh, is it is it turn yeah. based? So you can kind of c- come to it and go back and so forth. It is not turn based. Okay. Because um, it is would... real time. It's just why they have the auto deployment. Okay, okay. Because that would kind of freak me out if it was like a game automatically playing, but I didn't know <laughs> how I was doing. I was just kind of hoping <laughs> that it was playing right. Well, that's kind of one of the things that a lot of these like autoplay ones, Drew, is that yeah, you, yeah. you set up your pre-set up team and then you say, hey, computer, why don't you figure out the best way, using these characters and my gear, figure out the best way to do this. And they'll like auto deploy stuff. And you can maybe set some like little parameters like, okay, I want to go for this or this. But yeah, there is a sense of, well, hopefully I can beat this mission. Uh, hmm. I used to play this gotcha game called Dragalia Lost, which um, was like this little action, action-y game on the phone. And it was fine, but they added in this thing where you could fight like through dungeons autopilot. So it just basically took your character and autopilot it to the end. And you yeah. can say, like, do you want to bother getting treasure? And like, yeah, I should probably get treasure. Or no, I don't want treasure because I'm trying to go fast kind hmm. of deal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only real stuff I know about Arknights is fucking Arknights had the most aggressive advertising and promotion stuff for, like, the yeah, longest time. Like Mobile it's... does that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like... Every YouTube video I'd go on and be like, this video is promoted by Arknights or there'd be an Arknights ad. And I don't see them as much anymore. So I don't know if they've like pulled back or the game is just kind of getting into that rhythm where it doesn't need to be promoted. But yeah. uh, there was a point where it was, boy, check out Arknights. Look yeah, at it again. So when it comes to... So- the biggest thing for me in terms of like I like I barely even notice any of the Arknights stuff. I like I didn't I, I tried to ignore it as hard as I could. The biggest thing for me with, with Arknights, the reason why I kinda like the game, um, is probably like the aesthetics of the game. Mm-hmm. It's got this very kind of like this sort of like sci fi future, but also kind of this it's got a very strong post apocalyptic vibe and also like a strong cyberpunk vibe. Hmm. And I'm like, these are my jams. Hmm. Um and uh i was not envisioning that i i i had a very different idea of what this game looked like oh yeah arc knights looks like a sci-fi game um another thing that i like about it I, I like the aesthetic and i especially like the fact that um for most of the characters they don't lean super hard into your typical animation shenanigans in terms of uh sort of appearance and outfits mm-hmm. um like they have a, they have like a summer skin line which is a little like okay buddy but like hey, i'm man. like whatever it's you gotta sell line. you gotta sell them units you gotta sell them units but uh but like most of the time for the normal outfits most of the characters are wearing i wouldn't say practical outfits but i would say that like like they they fucking look like cool street fashion and I, i'm like i'm, I'm seeing, this. i'm doing a google search and i'm seeing a lot of like hoodies and like baggy pants and such yep yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah. like and i can show you some of my favorite characters but like um 
I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely like the aesthetic in that aspect. Um, the gameplay itself is it's okay. I like it. I I like it decently. It satisfies me. Um, this is this is a fun little time sink. And the, the yeah, real, yeah, it's it's a fun. The time real sink. question yeah. is though, how much money have you thrown at this game? Ah, uh, that's an important one. Um, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you on this one. Um, oh no. So uh, I will start with my probably biggest complaint. Is that the Chinese? So this is a, a game made by a Chinese company. Actually, both oh. of them are made by Chinese companies. Oh. Um, and so uh, this game is like this Taiwan six months behind the Chinese update. Oh, oh okay. 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 There, there is the Taiwan stuff, um, but most of the time, unlike unlike English and worldwide servers, they will relax that restriction. Okay. All um, right. That's, so you're that's way behind on like the content stuff. Yeah, so like the content that they've released in China is six months ahead of any of of like their worldwide release, mm-hmm. and so like I will see stuff for Arknights that I'm like, I've never seen. Ah, oh, it's just six months from now. Mm. It is really weird. <laughs> do they do like an accelerated release schedule over here, or is it still no? Hey, they're just six months. Do you behind. know like okay? So some gotcha games, if they started out over in like. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. It was one of the ones that started in Japan. And when it finally came out over here, it was also like a year or two behind like the Wasn't Japanese it release. It might have been Fate. Yeah. Um, but it had like an accelerated schedule where it was, here are all of the events. But like they're going, it's a go, 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 go. Not like spaced out at all. It's how you get stuff yeah. like, hey guys, have the summer event in winter. And now the Christmas yeah. event in summer until we get you caught up and we can finally leave the like have you one for one yeah exactly like they had the the chinese new year event like in the middle of the summer huh. it was really funny <laughs> i was like okay um but yeah uh so that's that's kind of a um kind of what's going on there hmm. that's ark knights Glad uh, you that, like is, it. that is that is what's going on with Ark Knights. Um, like I said, like like Adam said, it's it's a it's a bit of a time sink. You it's didn't just answer a fun me. way of, of spending the time. I didn't answer your question though. Um, and allow me to do so. Um, I have spent zero dollars on this game. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations. That's, a, that's not surprising at all. What I wanted was the Adam. I've spent a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> getting this six star unit. I finally did oh, it, God, but I am no. broke and poor. Actually, actually, that's one of the thankful things about Ark Knights. If like, if a character that I want shows up on a banner, um, you can like save up. Like, I pulled like three times on one banner, and this is with the free to play currency. Um, sorry, a, a banner's like you can like do like a pull. Sorry, you you can do it. There's a summoning system where you can summon characters. A banner is where you they specify which characters are the higher likelihood characters for you mm-hmm. to get. Actually, Arcanist doesn't have like a generic banner. Or I guess they do have like a generic one, but they rotate around which characters are more likely to show up, right? So mm-hmm. if you pull on those banners, if you pull as in like pull down on the gotcha machine, you can get like Arcanist guarantees a five star sometimes. And then your odds of actually hitting a five star or a six star on a 10 pull is relatively good. Hmm. Um, just because there's such a plethora of characters in the game, like I think they're just way more generous with their, yeah. their like the amount and how often you're gonna get high tier units. Do they have like, like a uh, like a safety net kind of thing, or like a uh, like a pity rate? It sounds like they have kind of yeah, a pity they rate do. Mm. Um, so on the first ten pulls, they're guaranteed you get a guaranteed five star, um, which is really nice because ten pulls are kind of the standard thing you pull for. Um, and then I think like after. 50 pulls you get a guaranteed like five or six star i think nice that's um, always kind of nice when it's like uh 
because there are some that just say, hey, these are the odds. You can just keep playing forever. But a, a pretty common one these days is it'll be like you do a certain number of pulls. And if you don't get a six star within that, a six or like the super high rarity thing, if you don't get it within yeah. this thing, uh, you're guaranteed one or you'll you get to pick one from the uh, from the thing. So it's just yeah, a matter of yeah. save up the currency for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, that brings kind of brings me to the next one, um, which is uh, the good old Genshin Impact. Mm-hmm. That game you streamed. Um, that game I streamed. I didn't see stream it. It was it was fun streaming that you game. You killed and a, 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 a purple crystal that was shooting lightning, and it was very pretty. It very was very rude, pretty. Though. I actually that, that, that was crystal had no like no business with you, and you killed. So it. Genshin Impact is actually a game. It's another gotcha game, but it's very much like. It's structured like a single-player MMO in a lot of ways. I could tell, yeah. That's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, all the way down to the fact that, like, when you get to the high end, you have daily quests. Um, like, you just do daily. You log on and do do your dailies. Interesting. Because um, I thought the, the big thing so, with it was it was very liberally taking they, from uh, another prominent franchise. Yeah, so... It does. It does encourage exploration a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it encourages to explore, to go around the world, and to retread it like a lot, um, and to kind of find things and quests and other things like that. Like a lot of people say, it's like Breath of the Wild, um, and I would be, I would be a bit, a bit inclined to agree. I could see where they drew in the inspiration kind of very clearly, especially mm-hmm. from because of the cell shading style that they both share. Yeah. Uh, um, let me just interject. After watching, having played a ton of Breath of the Wild. And then having watched Zach play it, I was struck more this like, it's kind of got like the look of Breath of the Wild, but like mechanically, it, it doesn't really have it. Like, oh, it's not yeah. quite the same. It's like the art style looks. And then even then, like when he went into like certain towns, it's like, all right, the art style doesn't really, it's not yeah. the same as Breath of the Wild. It's just that these big sweeping vistas and ocean look uh, all very much look like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And uh, to, to clarify where it differentiates from Breath of the Wild in terms of combat um like breath of the wild is pretty much all about like here's a here's a giant toolkit what can you do with this um like how can you use the tools which you've been provided to get the most like to do be the most efficient maybe or like you know oh you can launch this over to this way to like lob this guy off the fucking cliff yeah like that kind of stuff that that's what you get with breath of the wild with arknight sorry not with arknights with genshin um uh it's really about this sort there's sort of like elemental system and it's about these sort of like combos that you can do with different elements so mm-hmm. like it's less so about interacting with the environment which kind of sucks it kind of it does kind of suck that like there's all of these cool environments and you barely use them at all mm-hmm. um but um the the real meat and potatoes of this game is like Every character is based around an element. They will all use that element in their abilities, and elements will interact with other elements to create different kinds of effects. Um, like if you put a lightning thing, <laughs> if you put a if you put a lightning aura on an enemy, and then you would hit it with a fire ability, you'll trigger something called a supercharge, um, which you might think makes them stronger, but instead uh, it explodes. It's just an explosion. Okay. Oh, so it's more like an overload <laughs> kind of thing. It, yeah, I think it's called overload. Overload would be a better overload. name for it because super, yeah, supercharge makes me think like, oh, I'm all powered up, I'm ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I wish. Um, yeah, and then there's like there's like a freeze. If you put water and ice together, you'll freeze something. If you hmm. put um, water and fire together, uh, uh, sorry, if you put ice and fire together, you'll melt something. And then if you put 
uh, water and fire together, you will vaporize. Hmm. Um, so there's like there's a bunch of like elemental combos that come up together, and and um, you can create all sorts of effects in that way. That's kind of where the meat and potatoes of the effect of meat of and that potatoes. Well, the meat and potatoes. And the other the other big aspect is that you're not playing one character. Um, you're playing like four. Five. Oh, you're playing. Four? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're playing four characters, but one character is only on the field at a time, and you just switch between them at will. That's what like I I didn't know that was how the game worked when I saw you stream it, and that gave me some serious uh, tales of Synthonia vibes, just like swapping between characters right, in like a cel shaded yeah. environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was kind of in- and that's where the gotcha part comes in. Yes, like you get the characters, and that like yeah, strengthens your so. team and such. So Genshin Impact doesn't have nearly as many characters as Arknights does. No, uh, when you not at all. When you pull on a on a uh, on a banner in Genshin Impact, when you do a ten pull, so so when you do a standard sort of ten pull, you do not get like a bunch of characters. Mm-hmm. You get maybe one character. Okay, and then so what it's... the rest are like? Are, oh, I think you did one pull. Are, they're like weapons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All of these weapons you're getting are they like? useful like can you like use duplicate weapons to craft more powerful weapons or power up other weapons or what's the point Um, of them giving you all these weapons or is it just so yeah you can use you can use you can use weapons to upgrade your current weapon Mm. that's something something you can do um and then you can use uh you can use uh the weapons some certain ones of the weapons can be useful but the vast majority of the the weapons you're getting are all three star weapons. Gotcha. And those, generally speaking, aren't very good for a character. You generally want four star and above for like everything. Are you in terms of like what? Are you basically is. feeding them to the other weapons for a uh, more experience? Like, is that kind of a deal? Yeah. Although so, I haven't gotten to that point in the game yet because <laughs> I. I still use the currency for upgrading weapons instead of just using other weapons. Yeah. So, Drew, just to... Because I don't know if you've ever played any of these. Uh, a lot of these games where you pull on the banner, if you start getting duplicates, what you what you can usually do is you can take one duplicate and feed it to a different duplicate, and that'll power it up. So, like, let's say I got... Mm. Here's this four-star sword, and I pulled the same four-star sword off the banner. Well, I can... Mm-hmm. The term is I can feed it to one or merge it, and now I got a, like, a four-star level two sword kind of deal oh okay okay yeah yeah so that's that's generally how these systems work but the one thing i'd add is that is sometimes really good or completely bullshit (laughs) and what i mean by that is even if you get like oh here's my four-star level five sword it's like yeah that's still nothing compared to that thing over there and like oh yeah yeah um again like i said the the four-star weapons and the uh, the five star stuff is kind of what you're looking for in Genshin, but there's a lot fewer characters, um, so you don't get as many when you pull on the banners, um, which means there's like one character that I really want to get in Genshin Impact, and I cannot get her is for it the Venti? life of me. It's, no. Okay. The only reason I thought it was Venti is because I remember going on Twitter one day. And it's like Twitter. Why are you guys freaking out? Who the hell is this? Who is this Starbucks looking character? Oh my god. Yeah, he does look like fucking Starbucks. Uh, no, it's not Venti. Venti's a five-star unit. I have foregone ever getting any specific five-star unit. Mm. Um, in all of my time in this game, I have not pulled a single five-star unit. Or yeah. I, I pulled one five-star unit. So there's still hope then. 
you might get vented yet. <laughs> I, Just keep playing. I hope you wait. I don't know about that. You need to wait long enough, and then you can get Grande. Grande. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if there was like it, the older just, brother or something. Maybe the grandfather. You? I'm you, but older. I'm Grande. Like, <gasps> oh my god, he's so powerful. Okay, Zach. More important question: How much have you spent on Genshin Impact? I am. I want to know. I will say, I I was significantly more tempted to spend on Genshin Impact than I was on Arc. Is you the answer zero still again. zero? This is the biggest letdown I've ever had. Because you, you hyped this up before we were recording. You said, you said, come see, you'll find out. Well, you how know. How much? How much? Uh, Did we just get bamboozled? I, I, uh, I, I might have spent zero dollars on this one. Oh! Okay. Audience, ladies and gentlemen, thank we- you for coming to this fucking <laughs> letdown of a podcast. I think we'll see you next week. This was the worst poll you could have gotten, audience. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, oh, I am I am sorely tempted to spend like uh, five bucks and get their monthly pass because that'll give me more gotcha pills. And I'm just like, like I just, oh, that's like a, a battle pass season pass kind of thing. They have a battle pass in addition oh, to their monthly God. card. Uh, um, this is the game has a fucking battle pass. And I'm like, are you really? Are you are you kidding? <laughs> Wait, what is the difference between a battle pass and, a, and like a monthly pass? Aren't they? A, so the monthly to be the card. So so the monthly card will give you the premium currency. We'll give you like a block of premium currency and we'll give you like a drip feed of it every day as you log in. Right. The battle pass is very much like a Fortnite battle pass where Fortnite? you gather experience by doing things which levels you up and the higher the level you get, you'll get different rewards. And then you can and that's free to play. That's for for free to play players. Mm-hmm. And then if you spend some extra cash, um you'll get put on the advanced track where you get even more rewards and um i think they open up some certain options for leveling up as well man um fucking fucking battle whoever came up with the concept of the battle pass is both a genius and a diabolical monster yeah (laughs) well actually let me let me roll that back the idea of a battle pass like on its when they're like the free-to-play versions that's actually a really cool idea of like hey just play the game you will get guaranteed rewards. The person who thought, but we can make them pay money to get the premium battle pass. Like, all right. All right. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a corrupted so, idea. It's a great idea. It's kind of like, destroyed. yeah, they put the, the they put the good rewards on the premium battle pass. But even then, okay, Genshin Impact is hilariously stingy with its rewards. Mm. I, I have heard. Not, I don't think I've ever heard a game like immediately pulling people to this game is so much fun but holy shit could like you let up for a minute yeah no okay so there's multiple issues like like i just want to complain about this okay so genshin impact um they really want you to get your artifacts up to maximum level which is very hard to do because the game implies that you should split amongst a bunch of different characters no here's the reality of this game you pick one or two characters that you're just going to hardcore level up straight. Mm-hmm. They, like, just hammer them. Um, and you get them all the way up to maximum, and you just leave everyone else in the dust. And then you use that character that you've used to grind your ass up to the uh, the higher levels to then pick up everybody else and carry them okay. up to the higher tier. Let mm. me ask this question. Uh, Genshin Impact, I know, has multiplayer when you are playing multiplayer, do you only get to bring in one character or do you get to bring in your party of four? It depends. Oh. Because what I was going to say is uh, for a game that really pushes the look, you have a party of four to then say, hey, all multiplayer where ostensibly the better rewards, like the really, really good rewards will be like further down the line to then say, no, no, only bring one. 
Yeah, it really does enforce that. Just pick one or two so, and hard pocket them. Yeah, so um, co-op really isn't the focus of the game, I'll be honest. Hmm. Um, so when you are playing co-op, um, when you're playing with like you and one friend, you will get access to two characters and they will get access to two characters. Ah, okay. Um, when you are playing with four people, everyone only has access to one character. Can I cheat and have access to four? You can. If you are not in combat, you you can just go to the menu and swap out your first character, and then you'll switch characters. Woo! You heard it here first, folks. I can so, cheat and openly. You you can, in fact, play like all the characters in your roster in a co-op. Um, when you're doing co-op, just because you can go into the menu and switch things around. Hmm. Okay. Before um, this gets into goes on because i remember i once asked you hey man what are your complaints on genshin i think i stayed up an additional hour (laughs) uh tell me because tell me about resin and have they fixed it at all i you know what i don't have enough time in the i don't have enough time in the day to play enough for resin to be a fucking issue for me oh really okay yeah um so uh, let's explain it for drew because he probably doesn't know i have no idea so Remember how I said there was sanity in Arknights? Yeah. So in in Genshin Impact, it's called resin. Okay. It's it's basically it's a currency that you use in certain kinds of dungeons and in certain kinds of after certain kinds of fights that'll get you some of the like the some of the artifacts you need to upgrade your characters, or some of like the weapons materials, or some of the like level up experience stuff, or some of the gold in the game. It's an actual like stamina meter for playing the game. Yeah, it's a stamina meter for 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 oh, playing the game. Like, oh, I don't like the way that. Um, like now, mind you, you can run around the world and open up chests as much as you like. It's just you're not going to get that many rewards from it, and it spends a lot of time to do it. So, so the idea is like you have you can play the game up to a point, and then you need to buy more resin in order to be able to actually progress. Well, it's with resets, it. right? Right. So you get about one resin every eight minutes, and it takes about twenty to do to do, to do like your standard dungeon is like twenty. Uh, a big boss fight is like 40 and then like the weekly boss fight is like 60. So think of it this way, Drew. It's more like you have this pool of uh, of a resource that you can play to get like the really good res- like resources and rewards. But once that's out, you can either spend consumable items, which they're somewhat get generous with at times to refill that. Yeah. It can either refill on its own, which is like a point per every eight minute, or you can buy refill potions if you want for like currency but then like that's the biggest waste of in-game currency in the world and if i just don't buy the resin am i just can i still play the game or am i like locked out from the good part of the game uh that's what he said like you can still play you can you just you just have to like log on every day so the problem i didn't have too many issues with the resin system because Mm. i don't want to play genshin for more than like an hour or two per day yeah like playing for an hour or two feels like a fucking stretch and like like you do your daily commissions, which don't take any resin and you get stuff from it. And then you go do the fucking like you do the you do a couple of boss fights now. And I'm like, oh, I've taken up half my resin mm-hmm. doing two boss fights. How much more do I want to do? And I'm like, I'm always kind of cocked. Cause I'm like, oh, whatever. It's like 10 o'clock. I should stop fucking playing this. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, but I got that extra resin. So I should probably spend it. Like my issue is that I have too much fucking resin. I just wish they would give you more rewards for when you did use the fucking resin system yeah. rather than just giving you more fucking resin. That's mm, that's my they issue. They want you to play more. It, it, it's a weird I, system. Dude, I don't want to be playing this game three or four hours a fucking day. Like, well, it's too much. that's too bad, says like, uh, Mahoyo Games. You I would much, would... much rather you just let just give me good reward when I do the thing. No, but is that is that 
a good monetization strategy, Zach. This is a part of game design now. So here's the thing. I, I think it is primarily because they give you the ability to kind of buy some of the things. Like you can't really get artifacts with money, but you can get a lot of other stuff with it. The problem is, is that getting that other stuff is at a horrible rate. Your worst rates in the game are for things like, uh, for like uh, crafting materials and and mats and and things like that. Like, like you just spend shitloads of money for like not a lot mm. to to do that. And like you spend a bunch of money on like like you can do resin refreshes. Like spend your your prim, prim, premium currency on on like resin refreshes, and it's just like it's not worth it. It's just not fucking worth it. No, it's it's such a, such a horrible rate. But on the flip side, it means you have to slow down. Um, but here's the real clincher. The clincher. Okay. The clincher. I'm clenching up. In Genshin Impact, there was something called world level. Okay. And what world level means is that all the all the mobs in the world will be at a certain scaling. Mm-hmm. They will be scaled to a certain level, right? Right. And when the world level goes up, their levels will go up to kind of match that your characters are getting stronger, so the enemies get stronger too, right? Oh, right, right. Right. And so, like, that's represented by your character's adventure rank, right? As you go up in adventure rank... I believe you go up in adventure rank faster than your ability to gather mats and materials can catch up, which is why you need to focus on a single character Mm. because you just won't have the resources to get all of your other characters upgraded in time when you get to the next tier. Oh, so like you've, you'll have like level, you will get outscaled by the content in the game. Oh, (laughs) that's stupid. Okay, well, it well. encourages uh, more money. It encourages more money so that you can have a more balanced team. And so there are there's a few certain points where you have to kind of do a quest in order to increase the world level to continue your adventure ranks. And I literally just watched a video earlier today where they said, when you are at adventure rank 45, do not do that quest. It is a trap because it will make all the enemies exponentially more difficult. And it is not worth the time because the rewards aren't nearly as good. I don't think I've ever heard of a of the tip of the game being don't. Play don't the game. progress <laughs> don't progress just sit here and do nothing no it's not sit there and do nothing it's sit there and like do your daily grind but just ignore the fact that you're you, that there's adventure rank you just you just ignore it mm. because otherwise the content will outscale you well zach it sounds like you're gonna have a lot of time to go find them korok seeds yeah apparently. very important <laughs> zach i i have a, a question that needs an answer i will answer it but one thing i want to say of course. um I, I fucking wish there was a Korok seed quest in this game. Do you know how fun it would be to like just doof around and be like, can I find all the hidden bullshit? Hmm. All right, Drew, what's your question? Then we'll move on to the to the next game. I just wanted to know what the Genshin impact actually was because I've heard everything about the gotcha stuff and I don't know if, oh if it's just a fun title or if it actually has to do with the plot of the game. So I don't know what Genshin means. I believe <laughs> it is a Chinese word. Ah, I see. Is there is there a notable impact that comes up in the story at all? Because there's a plot, as far as I can tell. There's like Give an actual story. Give me a story. moment to figure out what the fuck Genshin means. Okay. Uh, is it just a word they made up? It might. Have I just hope been it's. A word. I hope it's just a word that it, it's. It, no, it's. Just... Well, there's a Japanese word called uh, named Genshin, which is tribunal in English. I don't think that's what they're going for. There's Yuan Shen, which is original trial, but yeah, I think it's a word they just made up. I think Genshin is just a. It might be a made up word. It might be like a pun. It might be Drew, a thing. I don't know what it means. It's called Genshin Impact for the Genshin impact it will have on your life when you need to be leveling up this area. Mm, I know where I know. the impact comes from. Okay, that I'm curious. If you can give me that at least. So 
Mihoyo had made a game previously called Honkai Impact. Okay. So it's more like a franchise then? Yeah. Well, um, kind of. It's kind of like a spiritual cousin kind of deal. Yeah. Because like Honkai Impact is a modern kind of game, although it had similar systems. Whereas Genshin Impact is very much like a fantasy game. Actually, one thing I really enjoy about it is that uh, the game, you start off in a very European themed land, which I was like, this is a Chinese game by a Chinese company primarily serving a Chinese audience. I'm a little surprised you start off in fantasy Germany, but okay. And then you go on to fantasy China. And I'm like, oh, look, it's medieval China. And let me tell you, I think because the game is made in China and they are te- and they are technically a socialist state, they are allowed to just hardcore just like take, take stabs and jabs at capitalism every once in a while. Mm, I see. <laughs> it's, it's really weird and interesting. Huh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that in a gacha game. It's taken from such a weird perspective and angle, though. um but just uh it's just really weird and interesting to every once in a while be like a thing because like the weird part was like the chinese city the chinese themed city in this game is the city of merchants Mm. and also where the mint exists for the entire continent ah (laughs) what an important aspect of the world there they have the mint (laughs) (laughs) well it just the the fact that there's like Anti-capitalist propaganda in a gotcha game is funny to me because gotchas are kind of based off of, you know, getting that money. So, like, where's it coming from? To be fair, it's not as bad because it's it's designed around, like, medieval China rather than or like a medieval or sort of like a, a feuding states period of China mm-hmm. rather than than like a like a modern Chinese context. So it's not the same in that way. Like merchants aren't the same because it's a feudal economy and not a capitalist economy. Okay. But yeah, every once in a while they just they just do something. And I'm like, oh, well, that was a critique. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you, Zach, for sharing all your gotcha adventures. Yeah. It says here you played one other thing in your life. I did. So I did. I played um, I played Among Us. How'd that go? Which I hear is a popular game it's these hip. days. It's him. Um, I played it with a group of people. I got invited by uh, the other Drew. Excellent. And actually, I got invited by Cindy. But I, like, I got invited by like uh, some other people that I play Overwatch with. Uh, and they invited me into a Discord server. Which is just like a full of people who play Among Us every week. When I got in, though, they were like not playing the standard game. They were playing the like hide and seek slash tag version of the game. Mm. They're playing where, like home rules kind of deal. Yeah, they just had a bunch of like home rules for for uh, for playing the game, and I I was like, well, this isn't exactly the Among Us experience, but that was fun. It was with mm. a bunch of people, so that's cool. Mm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Were you the imposter at any point? Did you get to be the bad guy? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that game, if it's your first game, uh, I'm pretty sure you're guaranteed to be imposter. I don't think so. I, I, I've played it and I was not an imposter, but glitch, oh, glitches do happen. I, I got it twice. Damn. Damn. Now, mind you, it was like the hide and seek version. That like it was like this homebrew version where like everyone knew I was the imposter, and I was just trying to run around and kill everybody in time. Hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't the standard Among Us game where I have to like yeah, bluff that, and lie. That sounds really weird. That's the fun part. Like I thought the fun part is just you know trying to bullshit each other. Why would you take that away from from evidently Among Us? the fun part is sneaking up and snapping your friend's neck. No, but that's apparently Metal Gear Solid. it's that's really different. good at teaching me how to use all the different like how to do all the terminal things. I I don't know. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I just good. you know I at some point I'd like to play Among Us, but in the normal way. Well, that can happen at some point it's not like like you already own the game so now it's just popping a server and do as you will right yeah it's true 
All right. Well, Zach, thank you. That was my long rambles about about uh, yeah, I gotcha talk. games. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. You had things to say. Um, Adam, you played video games, I think. Maybe? I did. I played a bunch of video games, so I'll go down the... Let's see, what did I play? Uh, so I think the last time we talked, I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, yes. I have since finished it. Okay. Uh, Very so, so I've beaten that now. Uh, that game was really good. Hmm. That game was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, Man, now you're just making me want to play it now. Uh, dude, probably should. Like, okay. Uh, back in the day, I only really played through maybe like the first part of the original game, uh, and I kind of bounced off of it because it's... You know, that game graphically has not held up as well it's as, I think it, as like others it, think it has. It's, it's like, a boy, very old game. This is somewhat hard to look at. So um, replaying Remake, it was a lot of like, oh, I remember this scene and this scene and all that stuff. And I have like a lot of tangential knowledge of Seven, but I didn't really know um, like that much about it. Uh, they get, that game is like really cool, but also really goofy at the same time. <laughs> like there's a weird sense of humor that that like... That FF7 and FF7 Remake has. That's like, it doesn't make sense. Like, to me, in my head of, like, what I know of FF7, it's like, I would not think you'd be sitting here cracking this joke, but here you are. Mm. But it was really fun. Uh, I really liked the story. I thought, it, actually, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, I really liked the story, and I thought it was a lot of fun to go through. In fact, it was one of those games that, like, I felt so engaged with the story that like after I beat it, the first thing I went back is I went back through to do all of the extra little uh, stuff that I had missed. Like I haven't, it's not like a full playthrough. Like there's a chapter select in the game. Oh, so okay. you can go back and be like, hey, I made this choice here. What would have happened if I had made this choice? Oh, that is, um, that is so helpful. I, so, I love that idea. Here's the one, here's one thing about remake. Um, as you're playing it, uh, you're, you're making all these little choices here or there. It's not really clear to me what the point of most of them are outside of a couple of weird uh, collectibles. Hmm. So here's what I mean. You know, there's that scene where they go to the kind of Las Vegas area looking place and they're like, we need to get in there. And so that's how you get the cross-dressing cloud scene and all that stuff. Right. Like, are you familiar with that one? Uh, one, that scene is in the game and it's the be like fucking best part of like that whole chapter. It was like, <laughs> all right, this is pretty fun. I'm, I'm, that's what I mean when I'm saying like this game is goofy in a way I wasn't expecting it to and I'm glad the remake maintained a lot of that mm. like it didn't go super serious because I feel like there's this thing with 7 where everybody remembers it being like ooh broody and edgy it's like it actually really isn't much of that it's actually kind of lighthearted and fun there's a character who's like man this is kind of lame but uh, Cloud like really opens up and is like man he's a fun guy I can understand why he's like this oh uh, is it just kind of like wow. the rebranding over the decades? Because I know there was a time when I they made all of Final Fantasy kind of dark and a little bit more gritty and modern. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, because I went back and looked at the original game and like Cloud isn't like always broody and angsty and stuff. He's more like uh, he's the best way I can describe without giving like spoilers away or anything like that for the story is like he is somebody who is trying to act like cool and aloof but actually cares a lot about stuff he mm, just doesn't oh. know how to like come off like showing that while uh, without like opening himself up too much he has trouble expressing his emotions poor guy and like the game's really good about showing that because he's like he's all right the characters are so much fun i think that was like the main part of the story i loved about it is like all of the characters are fun mm. 
But to go back to the thing with the chapter select, the weird thing about that chapter select is that you can go back and replay certain things, but a lot of the choices you make, the main thing that they are determining is which dress certain characters show up in for this one scene. <laughs> and it's really weird to me. <laughs> like, it I'll give you an example. At one point, at one point the, uh, you can do some quests for somebody. And if you do enough quests, it's like, wow, I'm going to put you in this really good dress or I'm going to put you in this really bad dress because you didn't do all these quests. And it's like, that was the point of this? <laughs> That's weird. Hmm. Uh, there is like one like major character scene that you can get like depending on which character you've spent a lot of time with you uh, will get a uh a, like a kind of it's not a romantic it's like a, a like a, just a personal intimate scene with with somebody but it's not like it's not always romantic or anything like that it's just like a hey at this moment who would you want to go talk to kind of right uh like who, who's your favorite like, character but maybe not in a romantic way just oh man yeah like, it's this is the one that i'd want to find out more about yeah it's like it's kind of like the the context is right before this big event, you have a a moment where you can get up and like you're in the middle of the night and walk around and you might see somebody there who you can go talk to kind of mm, deal. Nice. Uh, so yeah, that's, the story was really good. Uh, the gameplay was a lot more fun. Like I really enjoyed the demo, but it just kept getting better and better as I played it where like more options opened up. Uh, I will say the opening chapters of that game where you're you don't have your full party or like all of the n normal tools you'll have later mm -hmm. can be kind of a slog. Well, I mean, and I, I, I don't think the, the demo, I didn't think it was a slog at all. I, I thought it was going pretty quick for what it was, but maybe oh, it, it just... does. It really does. It's the chapters after like there's three or four chapters after that uh... are like, they're kind of setting stuff up. But what happens is, is like, okay, you're constantly getting like characters moved around. So you don't always have all these tools. Um, hmm. And then, like, there might be, like, more, like, hey, walk around and kind of explore stuff. And I actually liked those scenes a lot. Um, I don't know. For me, it it just, like, as I played it, it felt like it kept getting better. Where I looked back on the early parts, like, yeah, the early parts were kind of slow. It's not bad. It's just they're slower pace than, like, that first chapter, you know? Hmm. You, like, start, you start at 60 and then have to be, like, you have to pull it back down to 30 before it pulls back up to 60 kind of deal. Hmm. There, there's like a weird, maybe it's like a tutorial -y kind of bit, like give them the action and then let them kind of like work into some kind of strategic mindset. I, yeah. I don't know I how much so. strategy is involved in the gameplay, but it looks like it's a lot more, it's a lot more like real time planning than anything in the original. That's the interesting thing because I played it on normal and it was, it was pretty fun and it was definitely challenging towards the end, but everything I've heard says like, what, if you play it on hard, that's when you need to start really planning ahead for stuff. Because mm. uh, there is strategy and you do need to like uh, like prep for certain fights. Because like, let's say you're going to fight this boss. Well, you need you should uh, try to have this kind of materia so you can, you can set up this kind of thing because they're weak to it. And then you can stagger them and do more damage to them. Uh, stuff like that. But once you hit hard mode, it's like, okay, now you now that you've beaten the game and know what's coming... Now we can be kind of devious and like now you really need to plan ahead kind of deal. Oh, so like new um, game plus kind of like proper, a proper hard mode. Yeah, I actually after I beat the game, I went back and did all of the extra little bits. So uh, now I can just go ahead and start my hard mode playthrough. And once I beat that, I'll basically have pretty much done everything in the game. I was hmm. like, oh, OK, hmm. that's fun. Um, the one thing I'm going to say about FF7 Remake is 
if you are thinking about going into this game expecting a one-for-one like remake of the original that is really not what you're getting uh i have heard Um, that it is not not even like remake means a lot more than it might have been implied to be like it's not it's not like a remaster or anything like it's a divergent story right like it's doing some i won't spoil anything because i really want people to go play it i liked it a lot uh and it sounded like Drew, uh, sorry, Zach said he was kind of interested, and I do recommend it. I think it's fun. Um, but yes, there are some. It is not like, hey, that old like you can't just play this game and expect I got the exact same experience that I'll get if I play the original, because there are points where there are things changed. That's like, oh, that's slightly that's slightly a big deal that that's changed. Can I rephrase my question? Go for it. So. The director of the remake is the director of the Kingdom Hearts series. Does that show in the changes? I don't think so. Okay. No, I wouldn't say this is going to... I don't think we're going to start seeing people's nobodies or stuff like that. Okay, okay. There are... That's like There's a caveat. There are some things in it that I was very much... Hmm. That's that's a very kind of Kingdom Hearts-esque thing. Hmm. Uh, but the, the thing about the game is, is that it ends in such a way that it leaves you with all these like questions. And it actually made me super, super interested in playing the next one. And I think that's like the best thing I could say for it is that it was such it was so much fun that I actually am now actively looking forward to the second one as oh. like, a, I need this to come out. I want to know what happens. Kind that's of thing. great. That, that's the best. That's the best episode one could do is make you want to play. Part yeah, two. I thought it would. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and if people get a chance to play it, definitely do. Um, but yeah, so that was that. Uh, let's see, what else nice. did I play? Nice. So after I... Did you want to go with one of your games, Drew? Or should I just keep going with mine? Uh, keep going. You're, you're on a roll, buddy. You're on a roll. All right. Yeah. So after beating this new... This old game made new, I decided I'm going to I'm going to do the same with a different game. Uh, that, that segue was terrible fucking yeah, try, it yeah, again. try it again we can i, I tr- look i tried real hard and you got real far at some point i picked up the mario 3d all-stars collection which was the that physical collection of mario 64 mario sunshine and mario galaxy right right i i, I heard about you playing these dude okay dude <laughs> oh dear is there a story here slightly the story is Perhaps old games aren't as good as I remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's never true. They're only better, <laughs> right, I, dude? Every everything you said about Mario sixty four. Oh, um, the, like the old jank was popping stuff. through. The old jank was popping through. Oh, was I because th- I was I was tossing the keys away. I forgot they were in my pocket. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Um, um yeah, I, I think Zach was there for the couple nights where I came back like, guys, this game is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just was like, you should have ranted for like 30 minutes about fucking Mario 64 okay. and how much you hated the specific song. Oh, okay. So I got the 3D collection and the game I most wanted to play for some reason was I really wanted to replay Mario 64 because this was a chance to play it on a modern console where I could get it. Uh, as a young kid, I had never beaten Mario 64. Like, it was one of those games that eluded me uh, as a youngin on the N64 days. And two, I'd now seen a bunch of speedruns, so now I kind of know where to go, so I wouldn't be lost like I was back when I was a kid, right? Uh, so let me just say this. Mario 64, for the most part, still holds up. It is, for a, game, a series' first foray into 3D, 
it is still amazing for what they could do at the time. Uh, the way you explore the world and like you explore the castle and that lets you get into worlds and how open it is where it's like, hey, if you're stuck here, why not try over here instead? And that might and you can still make progress um, and just like the kind of things you're doing. It's really impressive and it is still really important for the time. What I mean by I was getting frustrated is because there's a lot of things in the game that like I don't know if it's just from their age or what, but it were like driving me nuts. Most importantly, is the camera in that game is ass. <laughs> the camera will only go to a few fixed angles uh, unless you go into like first person or like guided mode. But you can't move in that mode. You're stationary and you can move the camera around. When you want to move, it's in these fixed angles. So sometimes you end up in the spots where like I can't fucking see the platform I'm trying to get to. Uh, one of the later wet levels, uh, TikTok clock, there is at least two jumps I can think of where it feels like I need to make a leap of faith of, boy, I really hope I'm lined up with where the platform is. Ooh, you don't Cause if that. not, this is a bottomless pit and this is going to fucking suck. Hmm. Controls are kind of weird. And this is something I, I just don't know how to explain. Mario has so much momentum in this game that it actually really bothered me. So, uh, Back on the N64, one of the big things they did was, hey, you have this analog stick, right? That means it's not like binary move or not move. So if you push it a little, you'll go a little bit. You'll, you'll kind of do a little walk. If you push it a lot, you'll do a run. That's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's Sounds the thing. Like motion. Modern games kind of like don't do that to that extent anymore. A mm. lot of it is like, hey, only a little bit and you'll walk and then a lot and you'll run. But there's not that much of a gradient kind of deal. Mm -hmm. It feels like in Mario 64, there was so much gradient. Then like, okay, I want to move. I'm like, okay, now you're at a full run. And because you're at a full run, if you want to stop, you're not just going to stop. You're going to like kind of keep sliding for a bit. Or I'm going to run up this, this slope. Fucking, okay. Dude, Mario 64 is the most slip slidey game ever. It felt like <laughs> any small slope would, you'd run up this slope and then just slide back on your ass. And because you can't jump out of it, you'll sometimes just slide off the stage and you're done. Oh no. Oh my, oh my, my fucking That's God. so bad. There is a weird thing I noticed where, okay, if you want to do the long jump, it's actually really important what order you press the buttons. Cause you know, you're running and most of the time it's, it's crouch and B, not B then crouch. Those oh, will do no. two different moves. And that's how you end up butt pounding your way like to death. Oh. <laughs> you know, you jump up, do the little ground pound. You'll fall. You, you try to go over a like a fucking gorge. You're dead. Oh. Fuck you. Like, oh, God. I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining Mario halfway through a fucking jump. And then he's just like, all right, got a double jump. No ground pound. Woo! Straight into the pit. And then the last thing is that. The game has really good music. Unfortunately, it doesn't have much good music. Oh, them repeating loops. The last two stages where you are going to die the most, which are the most difficult, have the exact same soundtrack. Oh, it's the that one that sucking sounds like a goddamn carnival is going off. It, it, I'm so goddamn angry, like trying to not fall to my death. And this song is going off and everyone's like, you're having a good time, right? Like, man, fuck Mario. God damn it. Oh, 
I I just find it really funny that you can just offhand, off the cuff, just sing the song, dude. Well, because like it's been it, ingrained into your brain. Oh. Dude. It was a good rendition too. Like, sounded nice, right? So Mario sixty four is still a really good game. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. But if anybody tells you, "Oh, that game was perfect," you know they are lying to you. There might be a little nostalgia glasses when people say that. You know what's You know what's funny to me? Uh. As I was playing this game, I was, as I was playing Mario C4, it actually made me want to go... It made me think, like, man, I don't know. This game just didn't hold up as well. And then for some reason, I was thinking, like, man, I wonder how Ocarina of Time holds up. And uh, I actually remember playing that game not too long ago. And that one holds up way better than Mario yeah. 64. Hmm. I think because you're not fucking slip sliding around and the camera's a little bit, like, works with you more. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. It was just because I played those games like back to back when I was a kid. Like I'd play some Mario, get upset, then go play Zelda. And then I get stuck in Zelda. I'd be like, okay, maybe I can make more progress in Mario. Like, wow, fuck Mario. Back to Zelda. <laughs> I like how your childhood was like angrily flipping back and forth between two different problems. <laughs> no, the best, the best part is that he's, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I guess this must be a usual experience. Just I never got into this. You were like flipping between two of the most popular game franchises in the world. Yeah. And then I did that with, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I feel like it has a lot to do with how both games control where uh, the last Mario game I played was Super Mario Odyssey, which has what I think are some of the absolute best platforming controls ever. And it's really good. And then you go back to like where it all started and you're like, man, we have come a long way, haven't we? Yeah, no, I can imagine. Uh, but yeah, that was that. Nice. What else I was playing? Well, did Did you get to tap into? Because um, I love Mario Sunshine. That's my next. That's next time I need like a Mario game to play. I'm gonna go play Sunshine because that's another one I actually didn't beat. Oh, Sunshine's really difficult at times, and I think I, I think I just got stuck and was like, I have no idea what to do. That's fair. It mm. It has some weird curveball levels where they get really into the uh, the little gimmick with the flood, mm -hmm. and I can see that yeah, turning a bunch um, of people off. I. I did beat Mario Galaxy, so that's why I'm not in an immediate mood to like go back to that one. But nice. I, I kind of want to play Mario Sunshine. Mm. Nice. Speaking of tapping into, the uh, one of the other games I've been playing a lot, I've actually been playing this a lot, is a game called Teppen. T-E-P-P-E-N. Have you guys heard of that? No. no. I have actually never okay. heard of this game. So it is a game on, on mobile devices. It is a card game by Gung Ho Online that uses Capcom IPs as its characters and stuff. It's really neat. It's kind of, it is a real-time card game. Like everything is a moving. A real-time card game? I don't yes. know about this. Okay, so Zach, you play a lot of Magic. This has a less as some like comparisons to Magic. So let me break this down for you. So you have, you have your deck of 30, right? Okay. And you don't play mana cards. Instead, there is a meter that builds up over time that you gain mana uh, or mirage points. Okay. Every card has a certain amount of mirage points you can play, and you can play up to, you can have three units on the board, and then you can play any number of actions. Um, and here's where it's weird. You put, a, you put a unit down, right? And that one, that card will start a real-time, like, meter or timer until it actually deals damage to the to the slot across from it, all right? So think of three slots, like like, lined up on each other. Okay. You know, once your it looks like a little beam. Once your beam hits the other side, then you'll deal damage. If there's no monster, you'll deal uh, you'll deal direct damage. 
Um, and that's all in real time. Like your meter is building up, your cards are attacking in real time. Once you start putting action cards down, it then switches to a, like the time has stopped and you, it works more like a, a stack where like, I put oh, this action okay. down. Okay, I put this action on top of it. Okay, I put this action on top of it. And then they pop off. I think it's like first in for, uh, sorry, last uh, last in, first out. So like whatever's on the top gets played, then the next, then the next, then the next. So you get these really cool combinations. Uh, and all while this is happening, you're building up your hero art, which is like some super move that your hero has because you are actually playing as one of the major Capcom characters. So Drew, just so you know, I happen to be a Nero main. Hooray. <laughs> so I play Nero a lot. I play Nero a lot in that one. Uh, and I get to use his devil breakers in certain ways and stuff like that. Uh, and they've got tons of characters. Like they got uh, the main heroes you can play are like Ryu, Chun-Li. Uh, you can play as a Rathalos and a Nair Gigante from Monster Hunter. You can play as Wesker and Jill. Um, they just added the feline, the little cat buddy from Monster Hunter. And they also added Amaterasu from Okami. She's the newest one. Ooh, nice. And it's, you pick a character and it seems like you get a themed deck for the character. Yeah. So, oh, and then there's the, the last three characters I realized I completely forgot were Morgan from Darksockers, Dante and Zero and Mega Man X. But yeah, so there's four colors. There's red, which is all about like attacks and like direct damage. Green is all about healing and shielding and seals. Uh, purple is about controlling what your opponent can and can't play. And then black is bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> What? Black's main mechanic is supposed to be high risk, high reward. But in the current meta, Zach, that reward really outweighs any risk they are putting. Oh, uh, that that happens like in so many different card games. So like, here, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a thing where it's, there's a mechanic called revenge. So you put the character down. If that character dies, revenge is activated. And that card gets put back in the deck with certain stats altered or effects altered. Um, yeah. But what you can do is you can put that card down. You can then play this other card that eats that card and heals you, but you also trigger revenge. So it's like that. There's no risk here. You just got a free heal and a stronger unit is coming. What the fuck, video game? Yeah, no. Um, like I'm looking at a unit that gets revenge and then when it dies, it goes back into your deck and its cost gets reduced. Yeah, that's a very common I'm just one. It's like, what? Why? Uh, but I have been playing that game oh, a lot. Oh, right. And, and it gains. It gains Wh fucking attack and defense. Which character is this? fuck TO2 Tyrant. Yeah, fuck that thing. I hate the Tyrant unit. God damn. No, this is bullshit. MTG, like, okay. Imagine the Gathering. They very carefully control units that can come back. Mm-hmm. The game is a lot of fun. I've liked it a lot. It's kind of my my game where, like, I've got an extra couple five minutes. I'm going to play a couple rounds. Uh, But the... It's kind of very slowly getting balanced. It's not really like the metas stick around for a lot longer than I think they should at times. Um, so it can be very frustrating. Like the black decks just now got like their first nerf pass. And it was like, bro, that didn't do enough. They're still on like, that's nuts. They're doing this, but it's really fun. I, I think my main achievement is for like a day i was ranked 980 in the entire u.s region on that game nice it's like i did it and then i immediately got destroyed by an akuma deck so i was like well never mind be back down in the gutter that's what you get for reaching for the stars adam hey you know what you broke into the top 1000 i felt pretty good that was with uh amy like that's a fun that's a fun deck but yeah teppan's fun i i like it a lot i'm wondering 
we're supposed to be getting a new hero. Um, but I think the thing with that game is just like the balancing on that game is very weird. Um, and I feel like it's going to have a lot of the same problems that a lot of, uh, kind of card games will occasionally have where like power creep becomes a thing and certain combinations, like there's just no stopping this combination kind of deal. But overall, I like it. I like it more because it's fun to see like which random characters they pull up as like, hey, that character's here. Now you can play as them. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, Drew. I feel like you might have you've liked some of the Capcom characters, so you might be interested because it's very quick and easy to pick up and get going. It does kind of have a slight. It's not gotcha, but it does have like booster packs you can buy with in-game currency. So like you play and do your like little daily mission, and you'll get some coins. Mm-hmm. And once you have enough, you can buy a booster pack and they'll get you five cards. If they're duplicate, you can have three cards in a deck. But once you get three cards, you can actually just immediately get rid of any other copies because um, like you can only have three at most. So you can just trash them and you get souls to then craft a- any card you want kind of deal. So like that really legendary Nero card I wanted, I could just build that because I've saved up enough souls to get that card. See, I like that. That's at least a nice system that doesn't feel very... Sorry, like, after the talk of Genshin and Arknights, like, it sounds like this is a less, um, exploitative system. Kinda, yeah. The other, the other nice safety net they have is that, so, let's say you buy, like, 30 packs of the Feline pack, right? So, the Adventures of a Tiny Hero card pack? Otherwise known as the Cat Pack. The Cat Pack. Pack of Cats! First, they came up with cat pack. Then they came up with dog pack. They've got both covered. Now, are those Ooh. cats and dogs across the Capcom canon, or is it a specific dog and cat? Uh, that is feline from Monster Hunter, your little palico. Uh, oh, palico. And the dog is Amaterasu from Okami, uh, the sun goddess. Uh, her card is busted if you get it going. It's very stupid. It has a mechanic called growth, which means you play it, and then any monsters you play after it... Uh, add growth points which are equivalent so let's say i put down a five cost character she gains five growth points if she gets 15 growth points she becomes indestructible uh double attack speed veiled which means nobody can touch her and i think she gets like plus three plus uh five so she becomes a 510 unit all for the cost of three mana it's like jesus If you get that going, you've won. But of course, everybody destroys her first, so you'll never get it going. Oh, she's like Exodia. Like, very powerful, so everyone knocks him down immediately. Oh, it sucks. I hate it. (laughs) I want to just play at Miami. But yeah, so like, uh, the nice thing is, is like, let's say I buy a pack from Adventures of a Tiny Hero. It actually adds a counter. If I don't pull a legendary card within 30 packs... I'll automatically just get a legend, any of the legendary cards from that set. Hmm. And that doesn't, that only resets if I pull a legendary. So sometimes you might get the full 30 and get your legendary, or you might luck out and be like, Hey, I pulled a legendary in my first pack and then it reset and I can try, I can do this again. So there's a lot of mechanics to let you get good cards. The downside and where it's a little exploitive, I'll be honest, is that those legendary cards are some of the best bar none. They're kind of your uh, deck-defining cards, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. that that's really typical of Magic the Gathering, too, that there's a certain set of cards that are usually pretty high rarity that are, like, required picks for most decks. Yeah, or... like, Zach can probably yeah. tell you about this. 
where it's like, okay, I want to run this themed deck or like I want to run this strategy. You need that card because it works so well with that strategy. There's really no other pick for it. So those become like your very rare cards or your really uh, expensive cards. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. But I will say you can get quite far without legendaries. It's just when you try to get into the very high ranks where it's like you're probably going to want a couple of. I ran a really stupid deck where all I did was, hey, guys, look at all these monsters I can put on the field. Wow. (laughs) And that got me all the way up to B rank. (laughs) So the thing is, that's directly from Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's all coming full circle. You do know there's an archetype in Magic the Gathering that is just play big stompy boys. Isn't that green? Yep. So um, one of the primary mono green strategies is to put down mana acceleration. So basically to put down mana that makes more mana, to use mana to create things that make mana, Mm-hmm. And then to play big creatures and then just stomp over your opponents with big hey, boys. Hey, guess what green does in Teppen? There's a kajillion cards. There's a deck I'm running right now that says, put this card down. While this card is on the field, you have accelerated uh, MP gain. Yep. And you can put... Okay. Does green have t- a big... Uh, d- does green have a bunch of really big monsters? They sure do. I'm going to tell yep. you about three of them before I... Because I can talk about this for a while uh, and I don't want to be here all day. There's Shara Ishvalda, who was one of the bosses in Monster Hunter World. His He is a big fuck-off green unit, right? His ability is if he takes damage and survives, he gets a shield, which means the next time he's in combat, he doesn't take damage. Yep. So like, you, just, me. you just sit there and be like, oh no, that hurt. Oh, and he has spillover, which means... If he attacks one unit, it attacks any adjacent units as well. It's like, oh, God. It's like, oh, my God, this is stupid. Um, the legendary card I really like is called Curious Cat Feline. It's the legendary feline card that I really lucked out on. So, Zach, here's how this works. If feline takes damage and survives, he gets a MP boost 20% token on him. That can stack infinitely. He Every time he survives combat oh. and lives... It will stack again. So a strat I ran was put feline down, give him HP regen, which was like, I think every five seconds you get one HP and then sit there and get 30 MP boosters all at once. No, wait, hold up. What the fuck? Because <laughs> it, the card says there is no cap to it. It will just keep stacking. Oh my God. Uh, and then the last one is Chun Li. And 6,000% increase. Yeah, I know. It's real stupid, isn't it? I what? don't know if it, I don't know the exact Did numbers, you just but it, run out of cards. You can, unless you play a card called Natural Cycle, which says, "Play this card, take all of take both players' graveyards and return them to your deck." If over twenty five cards was restored, the person who plays this card gets plus one plus one on every ca- on every card. It's like, That's fun. Fucking... So okay, how do you draw cards in this game? Uh, they they're just drawn for you. You have a a hand of five and two extra pocket where like. Okay. Um, but like you draw, like once you play a card, you draw a card. So you always have five. Ah, uh, oh, there are burn decks, which basically put these cards in the, the graveyard because we're going to pull them back out of the graveyard or we're going to up our odds. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up by saying it's really fun. I like it a lot. And then the last game I've been playing, uh, Drew, you were interested in this one is I was playing 13 Sentinels. Yeah. I just we, we had a whole talk about this before of, um, what's the team? Cause like. It's Odin Sphere. Vanillaware. Vanillaware, right. And their their illustrious style and that one kind of <laughs> their curvy, X-rated one. Curvy style. <laughs> yes. So Vanillaware, this is Vanillaware's new game. It is it's got the same 
amazing art style that all their other games have. Hell uh, yeah. Vanillaware has fantastic looking games. They're always gorgeous to look at. So this game is kind of interesting. All of Vanillaware's other games have been action games. This is like an adventure game slash visual novel slash mecha real-time strategy game. That's a lot of slashes, Adam. So, so far, I haven't played much of this. I'm in the prologue area. Uh, there are 13 protagonists, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. There are 13 protagonists. Do they all right have now, sentinels? The prologue I'm going through. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Drew. Just 13 protags, but do they all have sentinels? That seems to be the case, yes. My goodness. They're all going to get a sentinel. Just had to be, ca- just had to be sure. Mm-hmm. And sentinels are the giant robots, just so you know. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. So there are 13 protagonists, and right now I'm going through the prologue chapter for each of the characters, because you're effectively going to find out I'm playing through the setup for a lot of it. So the game starts with you already in a combat mission, fighting something. I only just recently figured out what it might be, uh, but just but as not to spoil anything, I won't say what it is or what they are. You're in combat, and then it, like, rewinds of, okay, here are how all of the characters, like, are introduced in the story. And it cuts back and forth between, like, okay, here is where Juro is in the fight. Let's cut back to his thing, like, his prologue to see how did he get here. Okay, well, let's cut back to the the fight. Well, a new character is introduced. Okay, we're going to go back to the prologue to introduce them and, like, their setup. It's kind of interesting. It's very, it feels very episodic at the moment. I can't really tell you much because, like I said, I'm very early in the game, but it's a lot of fun. The story is getting zanier and zanier as I continue. Hmm. There are like, the best I can describe it is it feels like somebody said, I want to make a sci-fi game. Which one? All of them. Oh, Oh, no. Because we've got some mecha. We've got some unknown invaders. They just introduced that there might be a time traveler somewhere. There's a fucking Robo Buddy. Ooh. Robo Buddy, yay! Ooh. And I'm like, there's a character who I'm here. There's a character who I'm pretty sure is supposed to be Homura from Mo- uh, Madoka, or like that's the what? vibe she's giving me. I'm like, oh, girl, you better not. Don't do it. I don't need this. Oh, and there's this cat that keeps showing up, and I'm pretty sure he's important too. Mm, reoccurring cats tend to do that. Is the cat the 13th character? <gasps> oh my god, I is the cat so. the same one from Odin Sphere? Oh. No, different cats. Oh my god. They just like they just like having cats in their games. I don't think I see the cat. Oh no, dude! Hold up. One, two. Aww. There's 13 characters on the title screen and then a cat. Hmm. Just trying to so, see. Oh well. Uh they aren't very they aren't very subtle with who's gonna be the main characters, I'll tell you that. Okay. Like ah. I opened up the manual in the game and it's like here are all the characters. I'm like, oh, well, now I know. Uh but I'll tell you guys more once I know more. It's a lot of fun. I look forward to knowing more about your weird robot anime game. Hey man, it sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been playing. Excellent. Uh, Drew, what you been playing? What you playing, Drew? I so I have video games that I play on my video game boxes. Cool. Let's see here. Most prominently, I've actually been playing a lot of Jackbox just because of the times uh-huh. we're in. Um, it would seem it is a just a nice way for people to like hang out and like you can play a game with people who don't typically show up in like gamery kind of circles. And I find there's a lot of interesting kind of cross pollination of just like ways people like interact and whatnot. I like how casual they are. That's kind of fun as well. For anyone who doesn't know, Jackbox is a long running series of kind of 
like group-based phone games where there's like a main screen and everyone has like a little a little prompt or mini game on their phone based off of which particular Jackbox game you are playing. Um, they're usually themed around trivia or like sort of like doing some kind of social gimmick like werewolf or trying to make people laugh the most or something like that. There's a werewolf for Jackbox? Well, it's not werewolf themed. It's themed around alien. It's called Push the Button. And it's themed around aliens on a spaceship, and you're all playing these games to try and find out who the aliens or invaders are. Oh, mm. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe a little Among Us ish, but not. Listen, man, if you're playing Werewolf, don't do what I did and try to be immediately honest because everybody immediately assumed I was lying. It was like, no, you fuckheads, I'm trying to save you. And then it turns out I was trying to save you. Well, because you don't play the game by being honest, Adam, you play the game by being crafty, and that's how you win. And the fact that you okay. were being straight honest and true was very suspicious. Here's how it went down. I was like, guys, I I am the I am the um whoever the guy that can like look at other people's cards and like see them. I am this guy. And I reach over and I pick up their card and like, oh, that's a werewolf. I'm like, guys, I am this person. Come at me, bro. I am this person. Mm. That's the werewolf. <sighs> I I have the I have the creds to back this up. And they're like, we don't believe you. Kill him. Mm. And then it turns out like, oh, Adam was telling the hell of truth. And we lost. Oh, I mean, it was a sad day, but you you get the moral victory. You were right in the end. So good for you. That's right. Um, so yeah, no, Jackbox, just calling that out just because games of that nature have been popping up a lot for me. A bit of Among Us. Um, yeah. My brother actually started showing me um, this game called Unfortunate Spaceman yesterday, which is... Kind of like Among Us, only not at all like Among Us, where there's like mm-hmm. an invisible monster or like a monster that blends in and you can change your name and all this other stuff. And it's just kind of got an interesting emphasis on like people not knowing what's going on even in front of them. Like it, it's from a first person perspective. So the monster guy can literally just like do anything in a group and it immediately falls into chaos. It's it's fabulous and I love it. Um but yeah, been doing a bit of that, and uh, I'm guessing you guys are familiar with how Jackbox works and all that. Yeah, I have, yeah. I played a little bit of it here or there. Um, actually, Me and my you know, family used to play it as a sort of bonding thing. I've not been able to get my family to play it. For some reason, the tech is just not there for them. I, it's just how it is. It's, it's fun. I like that it... I think what's really cool is it's one of those things of like, you know, as long as you have a cell phone, you just go to the website and like, sign up uh, you don't even need an account you just like hey here's the code just to be in the game yeah uh, it's really cool that like everybody can play uh it will teach you who does and doesn't know how to navigate their phone i'll tell you that right now you know that's a really but, uh, good point it it does run into that issue of everyone has a different device and like some of them are handling the software differently but the mm. ease of like the ease of use is like a really interesting thing i wish i saw more of like i feel like that's why it became so popular and i feel like that's why among us works is because like you don't need a ton of explanation to like have a good time, which, you know, is different and I like it. Um, I've been playing more Hades, which um, has been fun. It's been interesting. The 1.0 version. Yes, the 1.0 version where I, I start fresh with hell mode and just enjoy oh. the balancing. And it's a ton of fun. You started a brand new playthrough? Well, because when I, I had the old build, and then my computer died and I had to build a new one. And the save file, for whatever reason, didn't come back. I'm not sure what happened, if it was like due to the updates or whatnot. So I started a new one and I started it on hell mode. 
And so that meant I start the game over and I have a few um, extra debuffs from the get-go. Like the Pact of Punishment is just there from the start. And that's been very... I've really enjoyed seeing what they held back in the um, early access version versus what they have here. You know, some of the interactions are slightly tweaked. Um, there's like a little bit more to do. Uh, like the whole administration room, just I never got to see it in early access. I am playing around with the weapons a whole lot. I um, you still a lance main? I you know I I still feel like the spear is my strongest weapon. I there's one aspect with it, uh, the Hades one, that just is incredibly powerful if you level it up, where you can do mm-hmm, your spin mm-hmm. and it marks everyone you hit, and they take like thirty or sixty percent extra damage, and it's just it works really nicely with the way I naturally play anyway. That said, the bow is winning me over really quickly. Yeah, babe. Wait, is it is it because you can do the the special combo right in enemies' faces? Well, I I unlock the aspect that lets you basically target a specific enemy with your special, and that stacks really nicely with certain uh... boons. Like I like to I like to apply either chill or um, hangover to the special, and then I can just get a bunch of stacks off the bat with it. It's just like. Mark, and here's four of that right for you immediately. Also pairs really yeah, nicely yeah. with pretty much everything Artemis has, which makes sense, but I've had some mm-hmm. really nice successes with just, like, upping the critical hits and marking people and just watching entire floors, like, evaporate. It's been it's been great. So so here's 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 something... I, like, I, I played a lot with the bow. One thing I did with it um, was uh, I did Artemis's crit, yeah. And then on special, and then I did the uh I got the hammers that made it so that the special would um uh so that the special fired faster. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um and you got more arrows for it. Yes. That is, that, is, like that, that is a, a fan arrow combo. kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and so when you're in extreme close ranges, the arrows don't really fan so much as they all just slam into the thing in front of it. Mm-hmm. And so I would run up to enemies, get right into the face of, of a lot of enemies, uh, press the button, and their health would just disappear in an instant. Oh, that's beautiful. Because, like, you'd hit them, like, ten times, crit twice, and just, like, slam them for a shit ton of damage. Yeah. Hm. I would say, like, the Daedalus Hammer is, like, so dangerous with the bow. Like, I feel like Vanilla Bow doesn't... Mm-hmm isn't the greatest but if you get like a good hammer on it you're just like pretty much set for the run like i i like that one that doubles it and i really like the one that kind of automates the bow shooting so i can just tap the button and dash that's been pretty yeah. fun like i i wish that was just how it started standard but you know listen all right not listen we all know the real weapon we want to play with is the gun i'm not having a, a ton of success with the gun <gasps> i gotta say okay so by the way um if you use the hammer to switch the mortar, if to, to switch the special from a mortar to a rocket, the gun gets a lot more fun. Oh, oh okay. see, I haven't played with it enough to get to that yet. I've just been like having some runs with it. It's fun. It's cool. But you've got all these other infernal arms like the gauntlets, which I got to play with a little bit. I like them. They're, They're nice. fun. Yeah. They're fun. I feel like they um, when I play with them because I'm used to having a bit more crowd control with the spear. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. really, I'm getting into danger far quicker than I want to. Yeah, you really yeah. got to be careful of like, because when you're using the gauntlets, your first thing is I'm going to run in and just punch. And it's like, yeah, that's a good idea, but you got to like pull back at some point to like heal or to just not be in the middle of all of this. So 
I guess my advice with the with the fists is just to attack from the outside in. Mm. It's just pick off the enemies around the edges and then move towards the center. That's I'll I'll try. I'm that. gonna give you I'm gonna give you the opposite advice. Oh. I say jump into oh. the middle and just punch everything. Oh. Start getting a blood knight yeah. build where you the more health you lose, the more damage you do. I don't even know hey, if that's a thing. Know. I that, I I think that might be a thing. That sounds like a thing that's, in this game. Sword gets that. Sword gets that. Oh, sword that it gets sounds that. like you're going to need to be me and go back to being a sword main. Ooh. Everybody says, ooh, swords are vanilla. Shut the hell up. Swords are dude, amazing. Dude, I unlocked Excalibur. Yes. Isn't and it holy good? shit. Holy shit. Excalibur will like break your sword runs. It's just like, you'll just wreck enemies with it. Nice. Yeah, I the sword's fun. I... I don't dislike it. It's just because it's your first one and there's all these variants. I want to play with the variants. Oh, yeah. It is the most like it is the most vanilla one. It's your starting weapon. Um, it's also probably your more most reliable one. Mm. Uh, and I just I happen to like the sword. But yeah, there's a lot of other weapons. I'm like, dude, the fucking gauntlets are great. The guns fun when I've gotten to go. The spears fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like all honestly. I really like all of the weapons. I, I would you know, have a hard time I got to say. They still didn't give me my scythe, so this game is trash. <sighs> Five out of ten. Never play it again. Five out of ten. I actually, uh, I just did a, a a shield run, which was shockingly, it's a lot stronger than I thought it was. I, I'm wondering if they like rebalanced it since I first played with it, but like it's got hmm. a, a hefty bit of utility to it. To be fair, I unlocked an aspect that just turns it into like this floating ball of lightning while it's out, and yeah. it's pretty fun. It's pretty great. It's got the aspect of Zeus, and it's just like a this like very slow moving wall of doom. I gotta get back into Hades because I, I I played a lot of it, and I was getting close to my uh, heat level one uh, playthrough being done, where like I was trying to beat the game on heat level one with every weapon once, and then like notch it up to heat level two and all that. Hmm. Um, but then like the 1.0 came out and I just haven't actually gone back. I haven't actually played like the official official ending of it. And a part of me uh, wants to go back and just see like I, I wonder how it'll feel, you know, going from the kind of pseudo ending they had into what is now the actual ending kind of deal. Yeah, because like I, I'm still working towards it myself and just the end game can't like that section of the game. It's I don't know, like it's it's awesome how much they hid like when you look at 1.0 versus pre 1.0 like they actually mm. managed to be pretty crafty with the stuff that was actually in the final versus what was temporary i will mm. say i keep getting i keep making poor decisions where i'm not investing in stuff that's good for my runs and instead just buying a bunch of fun little items for the lounge because i like to make mm. my my fictional characters happy and give them like cutting boards and fancy chairs to sit in and it's fun yeah um, I'm also doing a lot of butterfly runs, which I'm finding are quite fun to do, where you have uh, Thanatos's uh, little trinket, and mm-hmm. as long as you don't get hit, you get, like, a little boost to your attack, and, like, starting off with that and just, like, running with it for a whole run, by the end, is, like, can be super dangerous, and I really like, like, it's very satisfying to see yourself almost actually level up by playing the game. Wait, what? Oh, if you don't get hit, you get a bonus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah and it I'm stacks over time. So if you get through like a couple of like just a couple of chambers without taking a hit, like as slow as that might be, like it pays off really well. So you get that thing early, and you just enjoy yourself a little extra pain, a little bang for your buck, you know. 
Does it mm. reset if you get hit? Uh, no, no. It it does. It only it only resets if you take the boon off. So that you have to have it the entire oh. run. Yeah. And... So you're locked into a certain playstyle. I was thinking like Zach, where like, oh no, if you get hit, that's waste. But it's like, no, it just sits there and stacks up. Like, oh baby. Yeah. No. It, yeah, it's a seriously. fun one. It's a fun one. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Been doing that, and um, for Halloween, you know, I was feeling feeling a little like. Not not thrilled about not having a bunch of Halloween, like, you know, past years. So I got myself to make Cry 5 and just said, you know what? I'm going to play with mods today. And I, I've i been having a lot of fun just messing with Devil May Cry 5 and, like, kind of making it insane. That's been yeah. a lovely little adventure. What mods have you put in? Let me get that list for you because I'm, I'm, like, midway through. Uh-oh. I'm, Oh god. So like part of the mission. Um, hey Drew, hey Drew, I have a question, very important question. Yes, Zach. Are you using the Eldonte restoration mod? I <gasps> Eldonte. I'm not Exterminado using Eldonte. De de I'm not using Eldonte, <laughs> but I am using the Dante mod for Nero. So Nero looks like DMC's Dante, and I have replaced his sword <laughs> with Dante's sword. So for all intents and uh, purposes, he's Dante. Ky- um, <laughs> v has been reskinned as Kylo Ren, complete with purple lightsaber. I, oh god! Uh-huh. I, I have I have Dante of the Stars, which is a Kirby skin of Dante, where he's just he's got like a Kirby shirt oh, no. and a pink cape and just like pink <laughs> pants, and it's kind of the best. Oh no! Oh, uh huh. Hold up! Hold up! I wanna. I, I didn't. I didn't expect him to actually have Dante. Oh, dude! Oh, dude! Like the the mod community around this game is kind of nuts. They've really gone to town. Let me. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed is that the modding community for DMC Five is just bizarre in how much shit they're willing to put in this game. Of like, we're gonna we're gonna mod this in. Like, I'm gonna want to play as Hellboy. Okay, you can do that. You can Ooh, switch one of the characters to be Hellboy. I am. I do want to do that eventually. So here's my list. Um, technically, if you um, so first off, shout out to Flurry's mod. It's just the way that it makes um, modding DMC5, like, unnaturally easy. Uh, it does, like, a lot of, like, very... It just automates a lot of stuff. I have 90s mm-hmm. Denim Dante, which is just Dante in, like, 90s Denim. Lots of lots of fun over there. Okay. Downloaded a ton of music tracks. Uh, an alternative logo that just looks stupidly anime. Level Mission 19 now has Bury the Light, which is... Um, for those who don't know, fantastic. Yes, um, a lot of what like inspired this journey was Devil May Cry Five has a special edition coming out. It's pretty much exclusive to consoles, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's going to be DLC later. But mm-hmm. on PC, there's mods, and the mod community has basically added in a good chunk of what's already been thrown into the special edition. There's um, yeah, I, I saw about that. Like I have Turbo Mode, which is like should just be in the standard game it's it just speeds up the game by 20 percent, and it is it just makes everything fun it's just great to have i know someone's working on a legendary dark knight mode uh virgil mm-hmm. there's like a janky playable virgil that over time will become more like the official one for that one i i don't know that one when it was just hey we're gonna mod the boss fight of virgil to be playable uh i was like <clears> all right but now that there's like an official like hey here's actual virgil with like all the extra weapons and stuff i kind of want to just go and get that yeah uh because i i did see the because i don't know if the mod version has the extra weapons because virgil didn't have those uh when they were first putting it in Mm. i i'm guessing they have like 
Because you were the one who was telling me, like, the way they unlocked it was literally, like, flip variable to different character that was already set up. And cool. Uh, I read about that. And I actually, Matt Walker, who's one of the uh, people on the game, gave an interview and talked about that. Apparently, because they wanted Virgil feel, like, as accurate as possible for the boss fight, they actually just made him a character so that they could play test his moves and make sure everything animated correctly. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't supposed to be a playable character in that original build. I think it wasn't until like they made special edition. They're like, "Hey, we should just expand on this kind of deal." Mm. Yeah, just take it and actually put it into yeah. the game. Well, it was it was interesting because I'm like, "That's wait, you mean to tell me you to make sure a boss felt correct, you rigged up the boss to be a player just to play test them?" Like, damn, that's that's dedication. That's probably why. That's probably why he feel like when you're doing that boss fight, he feels like a uh like an actual character, which. I do want to talk one thing about Devil May Cry uh, 5 Special Edition. I mean, Drew. please do. That's effectively uh, where all this came from, was like lamenting me not having a PlayStation 5 so I can't play oh, the special game. Oh, <laughs> oh the, the quest for a PS5 is endless. Mm. Uh, but the thing with oh, Special no. Edition that I like is, so Drew and I did an episode about DMC5 maybe like a month or two after the game came out, right? And yeah. in that one, we were very very careful of hey guys we're going to be doing spoilers we want you to go in and play this game but we don't want to go away everything so guys you know you should play it and come back and listen right the people at capcom when they're introducing specialists said nah fuck them kids if they haven't played it fuck them because <laughs> here's just every big scene in every trailer i mean it oh, just no. opens up with like a big beautiful like, shot of virgil's sword is is great like like, it's kind of hard because it's, like, the special edition is adding him in, so it has to, like, frame, like, look, he's here and was a part of this. But I'm like, that was apparent. That was supposed to be a big deal of this game that he's here. I mean, I'm going to stand All by the All of these fact, trailers spoiled it. I'm going to stand huh? by, like, you know, you could infer it. It's been a year. It. It's been a while. And, like, that's... You know. That's why I'm not mad about it. I just find it really funny that they're like, here's these set, here's these uh, shots from the end of the game. And like, wow, Capcom, you give zero fucks. Have you, um, since we're on the topic, have you seen some of the uh, new stuff they added for Virgil in the special edition? Like, um, I've seen like the, the new cutscenes and the new final boss and all that. Uh, I did see the final boss. I, I haven't actually watched a playthrough of it because I want to experience that when I see it. But I did see who it was and I was like, oh, that's I, amazing. I I got very, I was very happy with what I saw. Um, and I can't wait for the mod community to make it a reality for me. So that, Come on, mods. So that, you know, just let's go, mod community. I am of the, I'm hoping, because it's weird because it's like, so Special Edition came out as a launch title for both the Xbox Series X and the PS5, but for some reason, PC is only getting Virgil, the character, as a DLC, not like Turbo Mode or Legendary Dark Knight Mode. Eh. Uh, I'm really hoping that comes to PC later, and I I know modders can put it in, but I always like getting stuff like, hey, this is the official thing. I feel like it's got to come like at some point, because it's such a fucking weird thing that it like it isn't on PC. Because they're thinking of like, hey guys, it, it was made for ray tracing. Like, my dude, this fucking graphics card can do ray tracing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the weird so. one. Like, they announced that and I just assumed it'd be a feature for the PC version. Luckily, uh-huh. someone uh, someone released a uh, ray trace mod earlier this month. 
So they're working mm-hmm. on it. They're working on it. I, it's yeah. a little weird to set up. You need to pull in another mod and then like another tool that like basically like redoes a whole lot of the rendering and it's a little bit more involved than an asset swap, but it, it's going to yeah. be a reality, like a very viable reality if you want. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just go through the list of silly mods I have from from where we were. Oh, so no. So obviously change the song to Bury the Light. Uh-huh. Replace Nero's theme with the Caramel Downsome for uh, for all your fun times. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Replace uh, Nello Angelo with Credo from Devil May Cry 4. So they just slap, okay. his, slap his model right in there. We have... Okay. Um, some new music, Devil Trigger Tropical uh, Remix is just the main theme now. <laughs> That's D- a good one. I, I, I was sure to abuse uh, DMC-related stuff. Like, there's DMC Guns, DMC Style Announcer. Um, let's see here. Oh, now when you select Nero, his character select just calls him the dead weight. Poor Nero. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's just who he is. <laughs> there's a line where Dante's like, Nero, get out of here, you're dead weight. And like... The fucking story basically becomes man is so angry at other dude for calling him a name for a month. Mm, there, <laughs> like, yeah, that's accurate. There was a <laughs> uh, a pendulum drum and bass um, music pack that I grabbed that is apparently dynamic. Mm, that I'm going to be playing mm, around with. Mm. The false hat can be a Santa hat. Let's see here. Add some rain effects, uh, some color effects. Uh, I made Trish Navon for some reason. Um, let's see here. We have... Oh, Dante's Rose is replaced with a slice of pizza, as you do. Accurate. <laughs> solid Snake is the announcer, so they just have a lot of good Solid Snake lines popping out there. Uh, style switch text. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Virgil chair, which is my favorite. Where? Oh, is this the fucking <laughs> plastic backyard chair? He's like, if you want it, <laughs> it turns around. Yes, and the best part is it applies whenever it's Urizen too. So anytime Urizen is sitting... Uh, it's just a plastic oh, chair. God. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, let's see. There's Fluffy Sock Puppet, which replaces Nero with a giant sock puppet guy. Um, just some quality of life stuff. Lots of fun sock puppet is a, The sock puppet is a quality of life change, I <laughs> yeah. can assure you. Uh, you know, like just, just things to make the game a little bit more easier to handle, a little bit more fun. You know, that How? kind of thing. How many Thomas the Tank Engine mods did you put in yet? I couldn't find any. So I, I need to redo my research because clearly I haven't dug into that particular well. But the theme is just a lot of DMC because I'm a vengeful prick. Um, every so often, if I can make it sort of Devil May Cry 3-ish, I will. And anything goofy. So that's where I'm at so far and I have many more to do. So having fun with that. It's been a great way to revisit a classic game. And, uh, you know mess around with it a little bit yeah it's not, well, that, that sounds, sounds like fun. fun yeah yeah we played a lot of video games we did yeah i i'm i'm tuckered out from all those video games i tell you what i'm tired from talking about these video games i better go play some video games uh, yeah. well before you do that well is there anything else we want to talk about before we learn valuable life lessons mm. to pull back the curtain we have a couple extra like little topics here i know we wanted to talk about the new consoles but honestly i don't have one so i can't really say much i'd rather not just because i have nothing to add to it other than i don't have one i'd like to have one but i don't have one here here, let me let me tell you this so i'm probably going to get a ps5 Uh, i I don't i've never really had an xbox one but i've i've had the playstation so i'm i'm going to get a ps5 i wasn't really interested in one i pretty much said like i don't want one day one even though demon souls remake looks amazing oh it looks very cool i don't it's one game and I don't 
Uh, and then DMC Five Special Edition. I'm like, all right, it's like two games, so I don't really uh, need bug it right, snacks. right now. Bug snacks. Oh, and bug snacks. Fuck, you know what? You're right. I need that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by Gotta the way, bug snacks. If you have a PlayStation Plus subscription, you can get bug snacks for free in the month of November. Act now. <gasps> bug snacks. And this better come out before. <laughs> I don't know. If this will come out when that deal is still available. So who knows? Um. Anywho, I actually wasn't that super interested in getting a PS5 immediately until I started seeing some of the reviews about backwards compatibility. And I was like, oh my God, how is it making these games run better? Wait, wait, wait. Does it run PS4 games? Yes, Fuck. it runs. So, the all right, I have two points to talk about this. One, it makes old PS4 games run better. Uh, there's a ton of games uh, where like, hey, this can hit 60 FPS occasionally, but it, it dip or maybe it was like 40. No, on the PS5, a ton of games are like a rock solid 60 FPS the entire time. Whoa. And it's like, oh my God, that Whoa. that's such a cool thing. And apparently it can be either the digital version or the disc version. So my entire collection of what? PS4 games, I can just throw in and play. And I'm like, okay, that right there makes this an actual upgrade that I want to do. Yeah, you know? seriously. Um, Holy shit. I was really excited. The caveat to that was, Sony has been awful at actually describing what exactly the PS5 can and can't do mm. up even until the release date because it was not clear to some people of can this thing play my discs and like yes it can play your discs can it play the digital games yes it can do that can it do this yeah I can do that and just like Sony I know you put out that giant FAQ but that needed to have been plastered way way more than you did you needed to sell it on that fucking backwards compatibility holy shit I'm kind of shocked they haven't like do they not have like any promotionals or anything? Cause I know like Xbox one or like the new Xbox, whatever the hell it's called. Like they have that, they have like game pass or something where you can just get mm-hmm. a ton of. Well, games. that's the interesting. Cause like the Xbox series X, um, has like, like that's a big thing. That was a big selling point. They made is like, you can play all of your old games. They'll work fine. They'll, they could just download and go. But Sony seemed to think, okay, we're going to sell you to PS five on just ps5 games like here like the new next gen games and like that makes sense like you want people to get the new game i understand that but you have to realize there might be people like me who are in the position of i don't really want that thing because i still have my old library if i had known like oh man my whole library can just move forward yeah done so i so here's the thing and i think this is just a marketing thingamabop but it would seem that from if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber with a PS5, um, at some point up until during December, there's a list of like like well-acclaimed PlayStation games you just get for free. It's called the PlayStation Collection. And that, that honestly feeds into what you're talking about. It's got God of War, Persona 5, Bloodborne, Uncharted. Bad news for us Bloodborne fans. Yeah? Uh, there are many games that now run at 60 FPS on the PS5. <sighs> Bloodborne is not one of them. Why that not? That doesn't surprise me. Bloodborne is locked at a rock solid 30. Actually, no, I take that. Let me take that back. It is not rock solid. It is a attempted 30. That makes me As you know, there are some areas like, hey, is that a is that a fucking swamp? I can't wait for this FPS to drop down even more. Oh, my God. I'll be honest. The the swamp in Bloodborne wasn't that bad for me, but no, it really wasn't. Which it was mostly in the big fights where like I noticed it in the Vicar Amelia fight where it's like do you really need to be animating all of these hair physics? Does this really need to be a thing? Yes. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, so like, I'm still waiting to try to get a PS5. I'm trying to see if 
one will show up. Maybe Santa will see I'm a good boy and give me a PS5. Well, Adam, you have been a very good boy. Uh, but yeah, the new consoles look cool. I am pretty excited. Or I kind of get the sense that you guys really aren't looking to get a new console at the moment. I, even if you could. So it's one of those things that I can like just imply to family that I'm interested in this new console. And my mom will probably buy it for me for either my, for either for Christmas or for my birthday. You're the most passive console buyer um, I've ever met. I really, I don't buy consoles. I let my family buy them for me. <laughs> I, I don't know if i just say like oh yeah i'm interested in getting a ps5 my mom will be like don't buy it and i'm like oh, oh okay and then i'll get it as a present how about you drew um you know i i hope the consoles do well uh as it stands i got this pc i'm gonna stick with it i'm gonna explore that a little bit more uh the only thing i'm still eyeing is the the switch and you know my you know my price oh, you know my price i do <laughs> I do know your price. Hey, can I interest you maybe getting a... Well, no, you're pretty hard set on the Metroid Prime 4. I was going to say, there's a bunch of new Switch games coming out soonish, but they just ported No More Heroes 1 and 2 to Switch. Are we That's ever cool. Are we ever going to get Metroid Prime 4? I don't fucking know. No. At this point, I, I believe they at one point thought it was getting close, but I don't know if you remember this, Zach. They actually probably yeah, came yeah, out and said, we're restarting it. I'm like, I know. It's like, wow, that must have been really bad mm. to like have to restart yeah. it like that. Um, I wanna I don't know. Before we move move on, because we are kind of running running on time here. Um We are running along, yeah. Yeah. Um Adam, did you want to do kind of a quick postmortem on the Halloween streaming? If there was anything you wanted to talk oh, about. Oh sure, yeah. Um so listeners and people like that may have note that in the last week of October, we did a Halloween stream. Um, just kind of an idea of like, well, you know, we're still getting our feet wet in streaming. So what if we tried just doing a whole bunch of streaming all at once? Uh, so this was five days of Halloween streams and we all, uh, they weren't like scary games. They were more like, Ooh, spooky, fun kind of Halloween vibed games. Uh, cause I think we did don't starve. Binding of Isaac, Lone Survivor, Darkest Dungeon, and Hollow Knight. Um, and I think it went well. Uh, I know you guys joined me for a couple of them. Uh, I and I think that yeah. I think it went well. We actually had a couple of guests show up. A couple, our buddy, our buddy Drew and our friend Ben joined us for a couple of these streams just to mm-hmm. chat and hang out. Um, so they were fun. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think the broadcast for don't starve and binding of isaac is still on the channel twitch apparently ditches old broadcasts after two weeks but i did pull down yeah. the uh i pulled down the lone survivor the darkest dungeon and hollow, hollow knight ones uh we're gonna figure out what we kind of want to do with old broadcasts because this might be something that we can archive it on like youtube or something for mm. folks yeah yeah yeah, yeah something along um, those lines. but we'll figure that out um i know Twitch at the moment is having some weird logistic legal issues uh, with its streaming, so we're still figuring that out. Oh, that's right. Uh, They wanted... Well, I know there was some controversy around who gets to stream and who doesn't, but I wasn't sure if that was what you're talking about or if it's something else. Oh, yeah. I I don't know enough to go in it too much, so I won't go I don't think it's going to affect us if we're not monetizing, so... Yeah, but I don't it think it will. Happen. It's it's a lot of like who gets to use what music and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Twitch seems to be kind of uh, either coming down really hard or very or being very blasé with who can claim what. Uh, that is a whole conversation for when I have way more energy. Yeah, <laughs> that's honest. fair. That's fair. Um, 
but we're we'll keep an eye out i like it like a uh, like zach said i don't think it'll really affect us but it's something we should know but so far streaming was good i enjoyed it i got to make liberal use of the Streamlabs, uh, not Streamlabs, the twitch studio beta it was one of the one of the things i was trying out was my new i got a mic arm to kind of make sure my mic wasn't shaking around or i didn't have to lean in so if i sound any better it's because I've moved my mic around. The one downside is I know for at least the Binding of Isaac one, I fucked up the sound setting, so it was spiking a bunch. So unfortunate. I've learned a lot about sound settings and streaming stuff, just kind of doing it. Um, but it was fun. I, I I enjoyed it. I think, uh, I think at some point I am going to go ahead and actually stream Lone Survivor again because I found out we're like halfway through that game. Oh. Wow, it's a very short game. I I looked at my Steam playtime. Before I played it on Halloween, it was four point eight hours, and that was for one playthrough. And I think we played an additional two, so we're about another halfway through that game. Wow, damn! Um, And uh, actually, really funny thing is that on uh, so I picked up Lone Survivor back in like two thousand thirteen or so. It was pretty old game, maybe not thirteen. It might have been actually older. Uh, yeah, so it probably was in 2013. Um, I picked it up when I was in college and played it. And it was a very kind of sleeper hit. And uh, I played it for the stream and thought, oh, that'd be fun to bring in this kind of old classic. Surprise to me, where on Halloween they announced Super Lone Survivor. The guy's doing a a second remake. Oh, right. Yeah. I I don't know why that's happening, but, you know. Hey, important I, I mean like, for us. <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool timing for us. I guess I just meant like director's cut was kind of a remake with like bonus added content and quality of life stuff. And this is a another update remake added campaign kind of deal. So I'm like, damn, dude, you're really putting in a lot of time into this. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, so we may I'll probably finish off Lone Survivor. I'll find a time to do that. And then, uh. Hey, maybe we do Darkest Dungeon and Hollow Knight again because that could be kind of fun. Yeah, 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 those all those all were really fun, uh, especially as somebody like watching you play. And it was actually really fun watching you play Hollow Knight. I was like, oh, this game is super cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was fun when Drew showed up and like, I like this, this, and this, and like, Drew, I don't fucking know anything about this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, great, awesome. Uh, Well, thank you for putting it together and playing all those games, man. Like that was dedication. It was fun. I. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I look forward to doing that again. Yeah, maybe we could do like a like a like a Christmas one or like a festive one. <gasps> Ooh, a Christmas stream. I gotta find some. I don't really know many Christmas games to play. I'm sure we could come up with something. Play like ice levels or something silly like that. There's gotta be Christmas themed games. Guys, I'm just gonna stream a bunch of Monster Hunter Iceborne because that's that's got ice. That would totally work. I would love to see that. Or you just do do every single Christmas event in like every MMO. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and here's the Christmas event for Final Fantasy fourteen, and here's the Christmas event in, in WoW, and here's the Christmas and event in, in fucking Warframe, and here's the one in RuneScape. <laughs> gotcha. Well, yeah. All right, boys. What are we thinking? We about we about I'm thinking. I think we what? hammered this guy out. I think we're done. Well, you know, I think we're almost there. I think it's time for a lesson of the day. Today's lesson. When you're planning out your cooking, don't plan to cook two times in a single day. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. 
Thanks, Zach. That's very practical advice, Zach. Thank you. Cook once, not twice or thrice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing that. listeners uh thank you for tuning in once again uh if you've got anything you'd like to say or send our way you can always reach us on twitter facebook or at team nitwick at gmail.com that's team nitwick or sorry that's team and i ah it's been a while it's team (laughs) n-i-t-w-i-c at gmail.com if you are listening on apple podcasts please drop a review of some kind it helps us fight the algorithm which we always must do uh, keep mm-hmm. a look at our Twitch channel or our Facebook uh, page where we will be leaving uh, little updates about when we are doing streaming. And by Twitch channel, I also mean Twitter channel. Basically, if you're on social media and you got, you're following us, that's where we'll be letting you know what we're doing. So be on the lookout for that. We don't know what the next episode's going to be other than great. So we'll let you know through those social channels when we know more. And um, till then, have a great day and a great life. And we'll be talking to you real soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>